0: Hey, welcome to Aspie Girl Gab. We're glad you guys can join us. Uh, This is a podcast. Um, My name is Alita. This is a podcast about the spectrum, autism, and mental health. You know, anything across the board on mental health. We wanted to get together. Uh, She's my youngest, my youngest child. But we wanted to get together and just chat about things like that, especially being girls. We know the spectrum hits girls differently than boys, and, you know, we're just going to be gapping. That's basically all it is. Come listen to us chat. Thanks. Um all right so this is a pilot episode we're doing some sound testing we are real people we are not in expensive sound booths um foxes in a in a bedroom with some background noise and my name is Alita and we're here I'm you're going to hear some background noise I have another daughter that's doing some laundry so You got, you got the real thing. Um, so this is basically a pilot episode we're putting together and it's Aspie Girl Gap. And I am a mother of two adult children, both on the spectrum. And who's with me today is, is Fox. She's going to go by Fox and we're just going to chat and we're going to talk about all different types of things, um, we'll get into personal stuff and, and struggles, but fun things and just everyday stuff. We, we want, we want people to, you know, just kind of, you know, p- parents like me who had the younger kids that have kids on the spectrum, um, especially girls. Cause, uh, a lot of people know that, uh, you know, girls on the spectrum, it's, it's, it's completely different than than boys um especially what i have seen with my kids growing up Um, they're harder to diagnose because they present differently than boys on the spectrum but um yeah so just to start chatting so fox you know what let's see what can we start with because we're starting way at the beginning so, let's just talk about things that you like to do. You're nineteen years old, right? So what yes. what kind of things do you like to do? I know you know you like painting, you're doing guitar lessons, I mean creative stuff.
1: Yeah, and there's there's a lot I like to do. like like you said, the guitar, the painting, but also sometimes there's a lot of other things as well besides just those two. Like, sometimes I like to go on some online games, maybe chat with some friends, or perhaps even go out and get some fresh air. Don't you still
0: have, um, well, you had something that you were doing, I don't know if it was Roblox, or some drawings and stuff like that, so what was that that you were doing? Yeah, I'm still on Roblox. Were you, what was that where you had the characters? Were you drawing them, or were you just setting the characters with the names? That's where I, I, have no idea. (laughs) What you call it?
1: Oh, is well. I think it was probably when I used to be on YouTube. Oh yeah, I used to be called Shy's Audio Shows. It's where I had all these characters on here, well, on my channel, and well, basically I make these little skits where they, you know, like maybe they end up like maybe going ice skating or do regular normal stuff, but with a little bit of trouble mixed in where they have to eventually
0: find their way out in a little kind of goofy way that's right that's right um and then right now you're on instagram um and i will make sure when again this is a pilot episode but you know when when um at the end um i'll make sure that i add in there how you can contact or follow fox here um because she is she is getting a following on instagram Um, Which reminds me. So what you are, tell us about a modern witch. What is that all about?
1: Well, basically, a modern witch does spiritual practice. And what that means is kind of almost like working with energy to kind of manifest what you want. Like, say you want maybe like love. And if you want to manifest that, all you have to do is, well, maybe you can use a pink candle because those have the meaning of love. And it's it's a very simple process. All you have to do is just, you can fill it up with your energy. And then once you light it, and then you might have to wait a couple of days for it to kind of manifest. But if it doesn't happen within a month's time, then you might want to try again. But if it does, then you've attracted some
0: love into and, your life. And the different colors represent different. Because I know you mailed me. Was was it when I was in Colorado? And yeah, I was yes. looking for that. For I was just looking for a job here where I'm at now. And you gave me what a green candle.
1: Yes, green represents you know money success prosperity
0: good luck that was pretty and it worked (laughs) it did it worked uh so what other things do you do i know you do some tarot reading or you you know tarot crystals
1: yep i also do tarot cards and crystals and um i find using a selenite wand to cleanse them a bit easier um, I would use sage smoke. I mean, I don't have a problem with sage, but let's just say there are others in the household with some sensitivities and I don't want to, you know, you know, aggravate those sensitivities. So like the, the selenite, the selenite wand I have now, it's, it's much easier and it's actually a much, you know, it's much easier. Yeah, it just
0: kind of cleanses and everything then, that it touches. It has to touch. yeah
1: yes because when you carry crystals on you um they can kind of even though they give you their energy they can also pick up energy from the outside world like like if you're just carrying them in your pocket then that that's how you kind of use them to use their energy but still they can pick up on other energies as well while you're using them so it's always now I know some say you can cleanse your crystals once in a while, but out of personal preference, I like to cleanse them after each use. It's much, you know, that way after I use them, I and I cleanse them. That way, I know they're perfectly clear and they're ready for use. Nope,
0: that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah that's kind of cool. And and what you also do some uh, guitar playing, right?
1: Yep. I play guitar and I basically, the music I can read is mostly tab and of course I can read some chords and I'm actually in the process right now of learning oh, that's sheet right. music. How's that going? It's going perfectly well. I'm starting to get very familiar
0: with the notes. Very good.
1: Yeah, I remember
0: when, uh, gosh, I started in the fifth grade playing the flute and I um, you know, had to learn, had to learn to read. I did, I learned to read music um, as I learned to play. So, and I had a lot of friends I know that picked up the guitar and other instruments and didn't read music. You know, they just played by ear. But I think it's important, you know, for you to understand what you're playing and how to read music. And when you can read music, you can write music. You know, so you can compose your own music. So. So the, whole, so the whole show, obviously, Aspie Girl Gab, you know, there's a lot of trials and tribulations that, you know, both you and your sister went through. What, and I'm trying to think back, what were, you know, what were some of the most difficult things, the more difficult things, from as far back as you can remember, um, not high school, but, you know, when you were younger, of, did did you kind of... Did you kind of think that you, you know, you were unique? Did you, I know you had some some good friends in, what, middle school there? I think it was, what, Brandon Middle School? Brandon Middle School, yeah.
1: Well, it was, it was
0: actually Braden River. River that's right. You know, <laughs> even before the diagnosis, and you were eight years old, you know, really before, we knew that you had ADHD, um, which... Both, both of you, you and your sister with ADHD. Um, and again, being a girl, yeah. we just, we didn't know that, you know, it, there was more to it. And so what, even, even just being ADHD, and because you have the hyper focus, you did when you were little also have the sound sensories issues, like loud noises. Um, That was an issue for you. Do you remember anything like that when you were younger in school? How you dealt with that? Yes, I...
1: Well, whenever, like... Well, whenever I... Well, yeah, there was a lot of loud noises I was sensitive to. Um, I remember specifically one time, I think we were, like, celebrating one of my birthdays. I forgot how old I was then. But I think we were at this Japanese steakhouse, and when they came out and sang happy birthday, it was a bit loud. So I kind of felt like I noticed I kind of covered my ears, and I don't know why, but I felt like I kind of didn't like the loud, the loud was noise. That,
0: was that when we took you? That, that was the steakhouse? Yeah. yeah, I think it was one of my birthdays, but then again, I don't remember how old I was it turning. It was also... You also had that fear of that, of the fire. Like, you were very hyper aware of your surroundings. Like, do you remember when they, um, was it the onion, the onion choo-choo train thing he did? He put the fire in the onion and he'd go choo-choo and he, and it was big flame. Do you remember that though? Yeah, uh, I was a bit, I was I pretty don't, much shocked. I don't know if that's was from you know sensory issues um but uh yeah and i know when you were real little loud noises like even we would be on i-75 traveling and we didn't know what was going on we had no idea that you had sensory issues at this point and even you know we would stop at rest areas and loud toilets you know because they flush they're really heavy duty in those rest areas And, uh, and that would really freak you out. But what, what? see, now you can go back to, gosh, now I'm remembering. Do you remember in Villis? Was it Villis? Yeah. Villis Elementary. That, again, I don't remember if you were eight and diagnosed yet at that point. I I feel like you were. I feel like we were just got diagnosis. Um... I think it was Miss Duncan was your teacher. That was a horrible, and and this is a thing too, is we were in the state of Florida and they, you guys kind of were right on the cusp. We just on the, you know, just at that age where they really didn't have services for kids on the spectrum. Um, they ended up when they moved you. In the same grade, and I can't even remember the name. It was down in Estero. You were in that smaller classroom with like four or five students. But, and remember the kid threw the desk? I think he threw the desk. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Do you What, what school was So this? when you were in Villas, you had a lot of issues there with the teacher. Um, I was even called in. You and it wasn't your fault at all you were so overstimulated the teacher was telling me you were you got under the desk you were banging your head on the desk banging your head on the wall um again I don't know if you remember any of that
1: well I don't remember the wall part
0: yeah um and that was just out of I mean can you remember that can you explain it at all if you can remember some of it was it just frustration well yeah
1: i was pretty much frustrated like i mean i don't remember what could have caused
0: mm-hmm. it like this was like a long time right. ago third but... grade it was a third yeah. grade and then we ended up moving you to it was in south fort myers i C. page that's what it is Ramis yeah C. and page. i think
1: our mascot there was yes. like the dolphin yeah. or something and you
0: were in you were in i guess they called it inclusive or something um
1: I was in a classroom with
0: two other, with two boys on the Oh, spectrum. it's was only three of you then? I, yeah, I only remember okay. one of their names. Yeah. I think his, yeah, I think his name was Tristan. Now, and one of those, one of them had anger issues, right?
1: Yeah, sometimes when that would happen, we would move to another room, and to kind of keep ourselves distracted, we'd play board games with the teacher's assistant. See, so,
0: that, see, that was an, another issue, Um, And the struggles that we had of of the school system and the state not having the proper services that kids like you needed. Meaning, you should have never been in a class with that kid. He needed a totally different environment. You needed an environment with one-on-one help. You know, to sit... And to be able to study and get your work done uh, you know how can you get something done when somebody's you know throwing a, and i remember that throwing a desk but and it and he needed help you know it, and it wasn't his fault um but then so kind of moving you know moving ahead do you remember the struggles do you remember stuff in middle school Now i know you know you won the golden panther award so What was the difference there that you had support? What was the difference? Besides you being older, you know?
1: Well, yeah, well, I think it's the way the teachers kind of, like, they gave us actual kind of, like, visual examples. And I kind of found myself to learn a little more easy that way. And, of course, I, despite all these other, like, in my language arts class, like, I was the only girl and sometimes some of the other classes some of the kids would just be a little teasing me but not in like a mean way just in a trying to you know have fun way but not
0: you know I mean kids are kids I've been made fun of and picked on but like was it things towards the disability stuff or
1: well no I think it was more because I was pretty much a -A straight-a student like further into the school year and sometimes they like pull my bag a little bit just to kind of you know poke at me. And then sometimes they kind of tease by pretending to kind of look at my oh, paper. Geez. But I think I think it was mostly these two boys. I, I remember their names, Alberto and El- Osbaldo. Oh. I mean, hey, despite despite their ways of kind of like having fun, they're, they, they were still, you know, at least they kind of cheered me up when I was,
0: well, I mean, that's, as long bit. as they weren't, you know, bullying you at that point. Now, they they're, they were just being middle school kids. So you did pretty good there, uh, you know. And then, what was the? So what happened? You know, and you and you can be honest, obviously. And I think you just described when you when they moved you to high school. Well, of course, they told me that they didn't have, you know autistic kids going into high school there we were in the state of florida do not have a support system they they had nothing at that high school like literally nothing because you were all you were in all regular classes i think right
1: yes also um there was um a a small group i kind of noticed like one morning when going like through the courtyard or something it was Almost like an outdoor school. Yeah. Somewhat, almost, like a mix of indoor and outdoor. Um, But mostly in the morning, I mostly just hang out in the courtyard, and I noticed this group of um, kids, and they pretty much, I could tell they were on the spectrum, and um, a girl, like a couple of my middle school friends were there. Oh, yeah. Um, So good thing there was some familiar faces. Um, She said that she was also in there, and I didn't know why, um, but... I think she was also on the spectrum, but she's kind of, like, around my level. Um, and she said that, you know, like, it's really not as, like, she kind of told me that they were actually kind of treating them like like toddlers right. or something. Right. And they weren't actually
0: learning anything. Right, okay. Right, yeah. And, and you, I mean. Yeah, and you guys had, you know, you guys have every right like everybody else to a proper education. Um and that was the problem. So was it going you had seven classes. It's crazy. I think it was seven. Six or seven.
1: Yeah, but there was a certain amount of periods we have like um you know, it'd be this amount of periods oh, this day yeah. and then these the next and then it just goes into a I think pattern it's called
0: block schedule or something like that. I think it was a block yeah, schedule. Yeah, I think so. That's right. Like, five classes, yeah, you would switch around. Um, Because I felt like you were alone in that, in the school, when you started. Um,
1: Yeah, like, the only time I didn't feel alone was in the mornings when I, like, I always go to the spot where my middle school friends were. Like, I think there was only mm -hmm. two of them. And we'd always chat before school started.
0: Okay. Okay. But they were, they were not in any of your classes?
1: Huh. No. I was all by yeah. myself. In a room with kids I didn't and even know. And they were
0: all... It was a... It was like a full regular class. Classroom. With... And you didn't yeah, have it's... a paraprofessional. You didn't have... You were, you were expected to be able to do everything. Like a neurotypical kid.
1: Yeah, like I was expected to be, like do pretty much normal stuff like these normal kids do. But like I should have, if they knew that I learned differently and such, they should have had at least some, at least a little bit of form of support um, like they
0: did back in middle school. And not just a little, you know, everybody learns differently. But when it comes to kids on the spectrum and adults, but anybody on the spectrum, it's even me, I'm neurotypical and I have two kids on the spectrum. I'm neurotypical. I'm pretty sure. I mean, obviously if I have two kids, I've got some of the genetics there, um, and some ADD, but, uh, you know, you guys, same as me, you know, you guys are visual, visual learners. You can't sit and just listen to somebody talk for an entire hour because it's, you know, they won the attention span, but that's not how you learn. You know, you learn hands-on visual visual stuff. Kind of like, you know, when you did in middle school. So, that's a that's a huge problem. Um and I know when we moved you to Northport, it was they were just starting to get you like, what, you had a para, I think, that followed you and a couple of the girls from classroom to classroom?
1: Wait, North- was this when yeah, you were North- up in North- Northport? Northport High School. Oh, yeah, that... Like, I miss, like, my friend who was always there. She was very sweet. Her name was Yeah, Island. she came to your birthday
0: party, right? And then... That's the girl that came to your birthday, yeah. Yeah.
1: Plus, the other girl, I think, um, who I was also with, her name was Lily, and she was also very sweet. And you
0: guys... You seem to have the support that you needed, right? More than the last high school is what I'm trying to like compare. Um, so then you moved on to, to finish, you moved on to homeschool and, uh, and we got you through homeschool. So now, you know, where we're at, basically you just started working you know a few hours a week it's not a lot but um working with you know tony and amy amy's business and you know you need to be out there um when people you know when when young kids like you or young you know you're a kid to me um want to want to try i mean what would you tell you know I can imagine that it's really hard. You've never, you know, and I would love, I, I, I think eventually you'll learn to drive. And I remember you telling me on Marco Polo that, you know, you're very nervous about that, which is understandable. People drive crazy, but, you know, like explain, you know, your job. Like, this is the first thing you've done since school. And of course you've been in homeschool, past couple years so getting back getting out in society and um you know how do you get past all that the nervousness and you know you've been pretty positive person I would think right yep so how do you like your the job you know it's temporary it's part-time
1: well I like my new job because what I do is that I stuff envelopes Mm -hmm. um also, sometimes when I move on from envelopes when there's, you know, like when we're still waiting for um, Tony to kind of print the addresses right. on the letters that we insert into the envelopes. We have these other ones, like these little newsletters. Right, yep. That They're kind of almost like letters, but in kind of like a mini newspaper form. Um, but also, there was also these other envelopes, I mean, it was just a simple, you know, stuff the envelopes, but we had to use, like, some glue to kind of seal them, because the work process is that the addresses get printed, um, we stuff the envelopes, it's for these different businesses, like, I think they're for, like, Mm
0: -hmm. members or
1: something, or maybe they're, like, sales pitches, I don't know, I don't read them all, um, (laughs) but still my job is to make sure that the names on the envelopes and the letters match and and then after that after they're all you know stuffed we send in a tray of them to the back and then we use a machine i think
0: to seal them okay yeah and then and then tony i think uh the way he has to put them together in a certain way before the post office you know to get them ready for the post office um, and then he takes them down to the post office. But yeah, that's a direct mail business. Um, I know it gets busy during poli- you know, political times, um, and of course we've got the holidays. But this is your first job. It's a job. You know, you're working again only a couple days a week with for just a few hours, but you're making money. And. Um, Yeah, and you're doing it. So, do you, have you decided, and you don't have to, but have you decided what you really, really want to do? Because I know that comes up a lot, and it changes a lot. And I know you like baking, I know you like painting, I know you like playing guitar.
1: Well, I'm thinking maybe it's probably best if I do, like, mostly painting cuz well believe it or not whenever i think like my imagination just goes through the roof and it does <laughs> like there's a lot like whenever i start thinking i cannot stop imagining stuff and that's what really inspires me like my mind literally is basically like when i start thinking i li- it literally bursts with rainbows <laughs> glitter and rainbows <laughs>
0: just rainbows. Well, just rainbows. Um no, and 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 you're pretty good at that. Um and you've always been, you know, pretty good at that. So, you know, do you do you think that you want to try doing some community college classes or you know, you're just going to kind of you know, find some find some part-time work or whatever and then just go from there, I guess. You know. See how you can handle it. Yeah. Handle that, see what's available, and yeah. Just go with that. So what is, so before we end all this, um, you know, we're about 25 minutes in, which is pretty good for a pilot, pilot episode. Um, what do you, it, how do you see autism? Is it, I, I know I, I read, it's a superpower, but everybody's different with that. Like, it is, it's almost like, and I don't want to sound geeky, but it's almost like superheroes and different. It, it, everybody is different, you know. You have your you hyperfocus. You you can hyperfocus on something. When you were young, trying to pull you off of something that you were into was like trying to pull teeth. You know, it would it would just upset you so bad. Um, and and of course, you know your your creativity. And your memorization, because you you had what's called echoelia, and a lot of kids. I I don't know what the percentages of of kids with autism that have echo, echoelia. If I'm saying that correctly, you learned your early childhood was repeating. that you know you'd watch a movie or a show, and then that would be your life, like. That's that's not your life, but that's how you communicated. If that makes if that makes any sense to people. You would repeat lines from movies and that would be the way you communicated. I mean it's changed a lot, but that's when you were younger and you really didn't start to talk talk until you were about four. And you would you know, you would echo things. That's why they call it echo leo But what is You've been through all this. What is, uh, to you, what is autism? I mean, yeah. Well, what
1: do you think? I don't see it. Well, even though I kind of used to get frustrated a lot in the past and had sensitivities, but I still kind of, even though some people see it as kind of like a difficulty of, so- of sorts, but I like to think of it as sort of a gift that I was born with like this big imagination like like I just like the ability to like focus on something somewhat perfectly mm-hmm. and of course like I said before my imagination and I think that's mostly like also the way I learn is pretty much unique and For sure, it's okay to learn in a different way because that's who you are that's your way of learning for sure yeah like don't think of your way of learning as a difficulty
0: think of it as kind of like a unique mindset right and and I think and I I I think it's um I think it's hard for kids when we go to a school and our school system doesn't do that and they don't and because they don't teach the way different kids learn that it makes you feel stupid like i know you would get frustrated um especially with math both you and your sister you struggle with math and that's just the way it is and um so i that would you know i mean how did you get past that because you know you're older now so, how did you, you know, with, you'd get so frustrated with math. So, how, you know, how do you deal with that, you know, without getting down on yourself? You know, do you just take a break? Do you, you know, do you have, what kind of techniques? What do you, do you just do something creative when you get frustrated like that?
1: Well, whenever I got frustrated with math, I'd sometimes kind of, I go to YouTube and see the visual techniques ah. that they use. Like, they teach it a bit more visually, and that's pretty much what kind of helped me get through it. Because there are there there are teachers on YouTube as well, and sometimes other people who aren't even teachers yet they still like to teach math on YouTube, and they they gave actual f- visual examples, and that's pretty much what also helped well, that's me in school.
0: Cool. So yeah. See and you and as you got older. You had to figure out what techniques worked for you because. You know you're you're so unique that. They, and they did of course they didn't have the support in schools but. And I know you were frustrated. You'd get pretty frustrated. Hey, thanks for listening to Aspie Girl Gab. If you would like to follow us on social media, you can find Fox. At, C H Y T H E F O X shy the fox at Instagram. We are also up on Facebook, Aspie Girl Gab. We have a page over there, um, and we will have other links um, on our Facebook page and such that you can follow us. Thanks for listening.